Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable, before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. I'm all about categorizing things. Grouping concepts to help make them more understandable and less overwhelming, that's what we're here to do today. So often we hear the word intimacy and we think only of emotional or physical or spiritual intimacy. But let me tell you, it is so much more than that. In this episode, we break down six of the 12 areas of intimacy that we touched on in our interview with Rick and Nancy K. Grace. So when you hear someone say, if you just increase your intimacy, you'll make your relationship better. You and your spouse can determine an area of your marriage that you're able to work on and not feel so powerless to fix. Let's listen in. Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. We're Doug and Leslie Davis. We are so glad that you are able to join us today as today we look at part one of how to strengthen your marriage by expanding your intimacy. Now, we're basing this off of the interview with Rick and Nancy K. Grace that we had uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that they mentioned was 12 different types of intimacy. And when you think about intimacy, for a long time, we were talking about how, you know, there was sexual intimacy and then romance. And then for a while, we went into mental and intellectual and spiritual and physical. Well, now, now, there, there's an opportunity for us to look at 12 different types of intimacy, but here's what you really need to understand about the concept of intimacy. Intimacy is a connection and a closeness with your spouse. And so maybe uh, some of these 12 types will be an eye-opening experience for you as an opportunity for you to draw closer and to feel more connected to your spouse. So through the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at these 12 items and the first six will be today. The 12 items will be sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, aesthetic intimacy, creative intimacy, recreational intimacy, work intimacy, crisis intimacy, commitment intimacy, conflict intimacy, communication intimacy, and then we will wrap it up with spiritual intimacy. And so let's start with sexual intimacy, because for the longest time, that was probably the defining intimacy uh, that, that the majority of the people talked about, including the psychological world. Right. And so it was, it was sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy. And so, so as we talk about sexual intimacy, that's going to be defined as intimacy that includes flirting, sensuality, cuddling, play, touching, and arousing each other. And one of the most important things for all of us to understand right off the top is that any type of sexual intimacy in your marriage needs to be consensual. Absolutely. Now, now we do have the, the wonderful opportunity to be there for one another. We've talked about how it's such an incredible thing to be able to think of your spouse first and to be able to serve your spouse. But, but there are days where, you know, you're just not feeling like you can be intimate in this physical area. So make sure that every area of sexual intimacy is consensual. I always say if it isn't consensual, 
don't do it. Right. One of the um, examples that we have as far as sexual intimacy, um, just even outside the act of sex, the act of intercourse, um, was just the perfume that I wear. I have a a um, a special scent that when Doug first smelled that scent, it was arousing for him. And then it became fun for me because that was like, okay, well, I'm going to put on this scent and he's going to know that I want to have sex. And <laughs> as as you look at opportunities for sexual intimacy, it's something that, that there will be episode after episode on. So, so stay posted on that. But the others of the 12... Um, are not quite as well known, and so you don't think of them as often. We want to spend some time focusing on on five other areas of intimacy today. The second one is emotional intimacy. Um, and emotional intimacy would de- be defined as the intimacy that is sharing with each other significant feelings, and it is a foundation to other types of intimacies. Right. And so when we're talking about emotional intimacy, um, it may have something in common with what some people talk about when they talk about sexual intimacy as well. Because sometimes with sexual intimacy, you hear some one spouse say, well, my, uh, my desire for that type of intimacy is different from my spouse's. Emotional intimacy can share that regard where one of the two of you may process things from a more emotional level than the other one does. And so it could become a point of contention, but we want you instead to realize that with all of these areas, it's God's desire for it to bring you together, to connect you, to bring closeness. Scripture says that, you know, for this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and cling only to his own wife, and the two will become one flesh. And so understanding that that type of intimacy, that kind of closeness and connectedness is God's design, let's look at emotional intimacy in that regard. So guys, you may not understand the emotion that your wife feels about something, but it doesn't, just because you don't understand it or feel the same way, you can honor her greatly and become very close to her when you simply acknowledge and give validity to the emotion that she is going through in that moment. I know that's something that you do very well. Um, There's been a lot of times where my emotions are up and down and all over the place just, and it could be for a number of reasons. I mean, it could be hormonal. It could be just PMSing, right? (laughs) And while you don't just slack it off to PMS, you know, but you acknowledge it and kind of work together on, okay, what do we need to do to, to, to fix this, to kind of come back to a normal place or a center place. You know? Well, and, and as we connect with one another, one of the things that's so incredible about the intimacy that we should have as a husband and wife, um, I'm able to bring things to the relationship uh, simply because of the way that I've been wired and, and because of my experience. And Leslie's able to bring things to our relationship because of the way that she's wired and because of her experience. And so if I'm having a different emotional reaction than she is, I can learn greatly from what she's bringing to the table, even if it wouldn't have been something that would have entered into the equation if I alone was looking at the circumstance. And so emotional intimacy not only brings you closer to each other, but it helps you navigate uh, the waters that you're going to face as a couple so much better because your perspective matters and it will be different from one another. And we're stronger with both perspectives, right? So one of the things, if you feel like you're not experiencing emotional intimacy in your relationship, 
one of the best things that you can do is that when your spouse is talking about a situation mm-hmm. or how they feel about a situation, to be a really good listener on and and understand or try to understand the point of view at which your spouse is coming from. Uh, because like Doug said, there's a great value in understanding that point of view. Mm-hmm. And you're able to respond better when you understand mm-hmm. the, the, the feeling that is evoked. Um, otherwise, you might misinterpret it. And if you misinterpret it, it's going to lead to some other areas uh, of struggle, some of the, which we'll talk about next week. But number three, uh, we have intellectual intimacy. Now, intellectual intimacy is defined as the intimacy, intimacy that comes from sharing ideas and mind-stretching experiences together. For our minds... excuse me, for our minds to connect, there has to be a mutual respect for each other's intellectual capacities. Mm. You know, a wide gap in capacities can cause some problems. Well, just like with the other two that we've mentioned as well, you might be at a a different level, but this is a place where you can come together. One of the things that's been so much fun uh, for us is we not only listen to each other's day, and I don't want it to be the, you know, the, the stereotypical, how was your day, dear? But we do listen to what happened and we plan together, we share. Uh, what's coming up with the next day together. But then we also talk about things we brainstorm together and we, okay. we, uh, we share, here's my perspective and how I saw it. We, we ask for each other's input. And one of the blessings for us is our travel time. We have some children who live a little bit of a distance from us. And one of the things that I look forward to, believe it or not, is that time in the car. Not because I like to drive. I can't stand not being able to snap my fingers and be somewhere. But I love the opportunity uh, to sit down with Leslie and we we intentionally schedule that time to talk about things that are going on in our lives, things that we get to plan for you through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but But it's a time where we get to connect intellectually. Mm-hmm. I also think another thing that we do well is, you know, when we're um, and this this kind of spins off a recreational intimacy, which we'll get to in just a minute. But a lot of times when we have a um, something that we like to do recreationally together, um, you, we bring in that intellectual intimacy by mm-hmm. talking about um, expanding and um, just uh, just taking those things apart. Um, for instance, we watched a movie the other day and then just kind of broke down the characters and what they might have been experiencing or why they did something or why the writers uh, had the plot line go a certain way <laughs> and how we would have done it differently. and how we would have done it differently. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but those types of things, being able to, uh, come together intellectually to share thoughts and ideas may be an area where you've been struggling. We want to encourage you, um, talk about the things that are going on in your life, not just to give a report, but to share it, to connect and to draw each other close to one another. I know in the counseling office, one of the questions <clears throat> that I use probably too much, and it's such a very stereotypical question, uh, but it's how do you feel about that? Right. And I think in the, as far as you know, increasing intellectual intimacies, that's probably a good question to ask. Well, how do you feel about that? Or um, in, 
for your case, it would be, well, what do you think about that? Right. And, <laughs> and, and guys, don't be afraid to jump in and say, here's what I think about that. Uh, you may not know how you feel about it. And that's okay. Share what you think. Mm-hmm. Because when you're connecting at this, at this intellectual level, this, at this brain power level, um, be, be honest about where you're at. I think this. I'm not sure what I feel about it. And ladies, it's okay for you to say, here's what I feel. Um, that's absolutely fine. You'll get to a place where you're going to be able to really draw close to one another by sharing both what you think and what you feel. I know thinking, uh, talking, at least coming from my point of view, talking about how I feel about something, I can pull out that emotion. Well, I feel sad about this, or I feel happy about this. And what I think about it generally will pull out some type of judgment. Well, I don't think that should have happened, or I think this should have happened or whatever. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the difference in as far as like come in my own personal experience right. coming from the difference between how you think and how you feel. And so, but moving on the fourth, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth intimacy that we want to talk about is aesthetic intimacy. Yes. And that's sharing your experiences of beauty through the enjoyment of art, music, nature, gardens, and even food and drink together. I think this is something that we do really, really well together. This is one of our favorite types of intimacy. Yes, yeah, it is. Now, besides being foodies, we love to experience local cuisine, and so we get to see the beauty of that. We love the beauty of nature. We love to go to the mountains. We love to see the ocean. Um, You know, Those things we recognize, we thank God for the beauty of his creation. But, But some other things that we do, uh, we went to the Art Institute in Chicago, which uh, has one of the most impressive art collections in the United States, and just enjoyed that day. Uh, we also uh, had the privilege to see some 300-year-old Spanish missions, some Spanish churches in San Antonio, Texas, and being able to look at, at the beauty of the architecture as well as the art that was inside was something that we could appreciate together, and that experience of recognizing that beauty was able to draw us closer and to connect us. And that also covers our intellectual intimacy that we just spoke about because we were able to talk about, because he's a history person, we were able to talk about what it was like back in the time that those missions were built and what those wars must have been like and what they, you know, might have been experiencing, you know, what those people might have been experiencing. And so, so it, I was challenged intellectually to, to just by the fact that he had historical knowledge of, you know, what actually happened in those places. And um, it was challenging and it was fun. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. And of course we had some of the, in San Antonio, we had some of the best Mexican food that we have ever had. It Mm -hmm. was delicious. And we enjoyed it, didn't we? <laughs> Very much so. So if you're, um, if you think you're experiencing some aesthetic intimacy deficiencies, mm-hmm. that's hard to say. Say that three <laughs> times fast, right? Some aesthetic intimacy deficiencies. Some of the things that I would challenge you to do is to find some things that you like to share together, that you enjoy together, whether it's mm-hmm. a restaurant or a type of food or a certain trip. Talk about where you find beauty. Do mm-hmm. you find beauty in nature? If so, you know, ske- just schedule a, a time to a go hike. walking through yeah. a local park. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find beauty through music, uh, find a concert you can go to together. Uh, and if you find beauty through, you know, again, through cuisine, uh, find a special date. You know, find one of those places where you can go and experience some kind of beauty that you haven't experienced before and let that be something that you do together to draw you closer together. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind is a play um, mm-hmm. or an orchestra, you know, to go see museum. A, a museum, right? Something like that. 
And so, well, the fifth type of intimacy that we're going to talk about is creative intimacy. Mm -hmm. And before we started the podcast taping, we were talking about this creative intimacy because early on in our marriage, we didn't, we didn't see a lot of creative intimacy together because we were really in the messy middle with little kids at home and, and just the work schedule just, just kind of put a damper on that. But creative intimacy is defined this way. The, it, the intimacy that's obtained through designing and making things together. And, and one of the things for you to, to know right now, we're looking at these 12 intimacies, which are pretty cool, and they may give you an opportunity to connect with one another in a way you haven't, but there is absolutely no reason for you to think that you have to connect in all 12 of these areas. These are just opportunities for you to connect in a way that maybe you haven't before, and some of them will speak to you, some of them will not. And so you know, early on, this was an area where we didn't really connect very well, but now I'm really grateful we do. Uh, you know, all the things that we do to create for this podcast, that's part of the creative intimacy. We design it, we make things together. Um, but also, even just the room that we're in, um, during COVID, when we were quarantined, we had the opportunity to be able to redesign this room completely, to fix it, to, to paint it, to put the built-in bookshelves behind. And we dreamed that, designed that, did that work together. Mm-hmm. And um, just those types of intimacies, even even if it just means dripping paint on each other, is, is an opportunity to draw close to one another. Who did that? I don't know anybody who did that. <laughs> anyway, the last type of intimacy that we're going to talk about on this podcast, and next week we will continue the 12. Yes. But the last type that we're going to cover today is recreational intimacy. Mm-hmm. And the definition of recreational intimacy is engaging in play to enjoy the time outside of work to relieve stress, to explore, to relax, and to exercise. Now, exercise can be one of those, but one of the easiest ways for you to categorize this, even though it's not all-inclusive, would be games and hobbies. Yes. Rick and Nancy Kay, they talked about playing Scrabble together. And um, I I bet they're a blast at playing Scrabble (laughs) together. Our game would be backgammon. Early on in our marriage, we played, before children, we played a lot of backgammon together. And so um, it got a little challenging, though, because, you know, he likes to win and would never let me win. So we had a problem. <laughs> but but one of the other things with recreational intimacy, some of the things that we do together, uh, they, they include things like uh, we'll just take the doors off the Jeep and go mm-hmm. driving around in the country. Uh, in that messy middle of our lives with the kids, we would uh, go hiking together. Mm-hmm. We'd go out and we'd walk through nature. Uh, some of the things that we also do now, you know, it doesn't have to just be uh, a sport or an outdoor activity because you may have totally different uh, things that you like to do, but find the things that you like to do together. We like to go antiquing. We love just the opportunity for the hunt and kind of going with the aesthetic intimacy from earlier. One of our favorite recreational intimacy things to do is to tour old houses together. We love to go see, you know, 150 to 200 year old homes and and we do that as something that's recreational intimacy together that we choose to let's go do this thing we love that'll allow us just to relax and enjoy each other and to enjoy our day. Now one of the things that we did um that was basically a recreational fail um mm-hmm. was exercise. Um we can exercise at the same time. Right. Um but we can't exercise together. It just right. doesn't really work. We tried walking together, but 
Doug walks like two and a half times faster than I do. And so for us to walk together, he has to slow down or, and I have to speed up faster than what it would be, Mm -hmm. would be beneficial, you know? Right. So So we can do that at the same time, but you know, even though we do that at the same time, it's not an area of intimacy for us because we're not side by side. It's just we're there at the same time. At the same time, right. And we did try lifting weights together too, and that didn't work because we both had a different idea about what the what the plan should be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we did enough prep ahead of time and talking ahead of time about, okay, this is how it's going to play out, and this is what we should do and how we should do it. And it, it just didn't work. And that's okay. Right. Like, it's okay to try something and not be successful at it. Yes. but understand that just because you're not successful at that one thing, you certainly can find other things that you can be recreationally intimate together doing. Well, and with any of these ideas, you know, these 12 types of intimacy have been around for a long time. And again, it's not that you should find intimate connection in every one of them, but there may be some of these things that we've mentioned this week or that we'll mention next week that you recognize as an area where you could become more intimate than you currently are, where you know that it's something you can do that'll draw you closer to one another and to connect in a new and, and, and helpful, healthy way. Mm-hmm. So to recap, the six that we talked about today, yeah. sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, yeah. aesthetic intimacy, creative intimacy, and recreational intimacy. And these things, when applied to your life, especially if you look at what can we do together in such a way that it'll bring us closer together as a way to strengthen your marriage by expanding that intimacy that you already have. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. We want to thank you for joining the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast as we look to solidify your marriage. 